Fishmen are returning to the canals of Venus. Earth is healing. We are the virus. Fortify niche. Hey, welcome to Fortified Niche here in the thrilling city of masks known as Venice. I am Casa, joined as always by my ever handsome co-host JC Dent. Hello. Um, and yeah, as probably given away, we're talking about Carnival today. TT Combat's incredibly cool historical fantasy miniature skirmish game. Well, uh. As a Catholic, I can tell you that Vatican at that period is uh, historically correctly evil. So yeah, it's a historical game. Good news, and there's where, no more Vatican. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're not just talking about this game for any old reason, because uh, second edition just dropped. Hey. Yeah, their um, 2.2 version change that came out. Um, a lot of really interesting, neat changes that make the game worse. I mean, the game is worth talking about, but it's a lot more... Contemporary things to discuss. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard of Carnival, it's an exciting little like I think Assassin's Creed meets Cosmic Horror meets um Ezio meets like just a bunch of like that sort of time period of stuff. Um, yeah, more Brotherhood than anything. Oh, yeah, that's my point of reference. <laughs> cool dudes running yeah, across rooftops, leaping off of them to stab guys. Fishmen dragging you into the water. The Vatican just coming here and just. Beating everything to death until you stop resisting the rich aristocracy, just buying their way to success, and also being pretty dab hands at the old murder game themselves. Um, and also, yep, yep. Dracula, this actual legitimate Vlad the Impaler, has come to claim it all for himself. Yep, yep, everyone's doing this because there's a rand in the sky or something, and like all sorts of fish many types are coming out of it and this is like 15th 16th century and stuff so you get to shoot the fish man in the face with uh with a uh, musket venice 1795 a giant hole is opened in the sky above rome and it's rome's is fucking gone <laughs> <laughs> but also now there's magic in the world and you know what magic means dollar dollar bills or gold gold yeah. doubloons what do venetians use or fishmen yeah more power to them. Also. So, <laughs> yep, yep, uh, and that's basically about all the plot you need, I think, because you just get into your faction and then you go do uh, your thing. Everyone is um, is evil to some degree. Maybe the guild isn't. I don't know, but uh, so everyone's okay to shoot. Yeah, the guild aren't evil in the sense of like they're not really the heroes, but they're more of like the. The least bad, sort of, depending on who you're asking. Yep, yep. Yeah, the least bad, depending on who you're asking. Um, the Doctors are probably my standout for an evil faction. They're not, like, undead nightmares. Um, you know, obviously, the Vatican is the Vatican. But yeah, the, the, the setting is neat. The rules, the fluff background that I've read isn't terrible. It's nice and horror-y with that just being like, and then everyone was murdered and murdered to death because they were murdered for being a bad person. We're mature and edgy. It's like, no, nah, man, like, things aren't good. But also... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, uh, curiously enough, this does it, this uh, whole plot contrivance doesn't lead to a... Uh, uh, how do you call it? The one game where cards are the res resolution mechanic. Malifaux, Malifaux. right. Yeah, um, it's yeah that, that doesn't lead to a Malifaux or uh, Mordheim type chasing of uh, special magical MacGuffins and stuff. Everyone's 
basically fighting for power and influence and stuff. Even the fishmen. Yeah, there's definitely um, some of the scenarios talk about that, but it's much more like metatextual, like fluff-wise, like, why are we fighting? Well, things are important now, and all of, and Venice is really close as we can get to the um, horror in the sky that is giving us the magic. So if we control Venice, we control the magic horror in the sky. So let's do that. Yeah, and uh, I mean the fluff, uh, the fluff part is a good way to, I guess, to introduce the factions. So the guild is basically the thieves' guild and the normal civilians of the Venice, as far as I understand. Yeah, so Thieves huh. Guild that got big enough to be like, hey, if, you, if we will protect you if you will do us a favor and you don't get to say no to the favor when we ask it of you. More like the Mafia, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're kind of, hard to pin the, kind of hard to pin down, but that's what, uh, that, that's what they are. Their Shara are very easy to pin down. They're the uh, Fishman cult. I mean, you say it's a cult. I think it's a completely serious um, thing to believe in and they've got interesting structure and obvious benefits for joining up and there's really only a couple times you'll get thrown to a giant monster to be eaten for late lunch and frankly i think that's an okay sacrifice that you all can make yeah yeah the doctors are uh, well my thematically least favorite faction but it's like hey mental asylums uh, of course uh, uh, of course uh, my first uh, thing was like uh, it feels kind of out of place for the uh, period and stuff but now that you said that the game is set in 1795 or something, then yeah, maybe it makes more sense. It's much more um, Dr. Frankenstein adjacent than like yeah. earlier, like a historical stuff. Yeah, they do like sort of like weird body horror modification stuff. They try and like they make magic out of people. Um, they can turn them all. They, they can all turn themselves into vampires. They have some of the coolest sculpts, which is kind of upsetting. <laughs> yeah, they also have uh, uh, weird animals because each faction can be broken down into two or three thematic pieces and like doctors have that like uh, abused patients and magical i mean uh, uh, yeah, the magic faction and yeah surgery body horror surgery the patricians are the uh aforementioned rich people blight upon the land in any game they're in and they're basically split between rich people their foreign or well-traveled allies and the city guard. So if you want to run a game of nothing but the guys who are cops, basically, it's the, the death action for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the patricians are interesting. I mean, always, because they're sort of like... A lot of it talks about them, like, their parties just keep going on forever because they stop partying. They have to, like, face the reality of that, like, Venice is overrun with monsters and horrors. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe the good times aren't, are actually over. Yeah, it's uh, Mask of the Red de Death, but you can still shoot uh, the... Uh, yeah. The Red Death. <laughs> they're pretty historical. Like, they're just, like, the most militant of the factions. They've got some really cool, like, ways of shutting down other factions' powers. Like, if the Doctors are, like, the magic faction, the, the Vatican can skew really hard into being, a, like, just a no-magic faction. Not that you can't do your spells, but they have a lot of ways of being, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to work really good at stopping you doing that. And if you are magic and I punch you, you have a bad time. Uh, and the Strigoi are vampires. Yeah, just Dracula's vampires. out of force. It's great. It's so good. He is one of the most expensive leaders in the game. And what you're paying for is almost, he's almost too cheap for what he can do to a model. And the last faction is the neutral faction. It's called the Gifted. Uh, they're basically sort of like mercenaries. And what I could say is like, it's also the... Uh, we took superheroes, but instead of them being men in tights, they're men in tights and carnivale masks. Yeah, um, X-Men, but mercenaries, which is a pretty cool concept. Um, there's lots of interesting things they do. Fun way to get a bunch of variety sculpts, and most factions can take them, and they're also a faction in and of themselves. Yeah, so like mercenaries in most of the other yeah. games. 
Um, there's not many restrictions what you can do. So you can have the guy who's broken free from the doctors working with the doctors. Is <laughs> the real yep yep problem to stop that apart from like narrative reasons, whatever you want to come with yourself, and that's fine. You know, like there's no yeah. Um, that's probably yeah, and this, this is all available. Fluff is available on um, CarnivalGame.com, which is also where you can get all the rules for free and all the updates for free. Um, the resources and build your army. Yeah, the army build is fine. Um, it's, I think it's a lot there now with the newest um, profiles. Edition. Yeah, new edition, new profiles, um, and a good background on all the factions, like how they play, and some pretty solid fluff. Like, the fluff's it's, not perfect, but like it's it's sort of like yeah, that's that's evocative. I know what they're doing. It's kind of like, yeah, that really that really grabs me. Well, I've, I I played this game before, even before the uh, podcast things, and I didn't really know much. Yeah, with. Uh, uh, with our friend Wangshank and I didn't even know anything really about its fluff and I was like yeah well it's a game I'll try it uh, it's Venus it has some interesting sculpts uh, I don't have to buy anything because we were playing over webcam uh, it was yeah sure I can do it um, yeah and like um, premise wise it's delivered really well um, I think like I know Infinity is kind of like it can be pain trying to find stuff about Infinity sometimes because a lot of what's like on the um, web pages and in the books is sort of very like brief things of like the Yu Ching and the other hyperpower because they also want to be the guys in charge like yeah I, so they're just like the also rents <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like so like no like these guys are the coolest faction because they can do all this cool stuff and you should play these guys because they're the coolest oh you would play the other guys they're also the coolest faction which is lucky <laughs> yeah I mean the factions are are, are uh, aside from I guess my misgivings about the uh, doctors are fairly yeah. cool I like the doctors though in the I'm not big on surgical horror. Like, it's definitely, like, a huge thing that doesn't do anything for me. Like, it makes me actively uncomfortable to, like, watch horror films with a person. Like, aha, I'm going to sell you and yourself. Like, no, man, that's not for me. But, like, you can get around it. You don't have to do it. You can just bring, like, the weird doctors and the um, people to charge them up. But, like, yeah, there's... Oh, speaking of that, um, like, the madman thing is kind of, like, uncomfortable for some people. And for good reason. I'm not going to deny someone's, like, issues with the game ever. But the TT Combat are also doing a lot to get rid of those sort of aspects. Like the patricians had their... Um, sex workers. Yeah, like the sex worker characters who who had no abilities, no weapons. They basically existed to be body shields and be cheap. And the game designers admitted as much that they couldn't find a good use for them or a good role for them. So they removed them from the game. And the game is better for it. Like there are still people who work in that industry. But they're also like cool assassins or like amazing fighters because of it. Rather than being like, ah, I'm a pretty lady. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, I think I think you said it before that there's like a subset of like playing the guild where you can just be uh, bordello, bratel, brat, bratel, bordello. But like, but since it's a whole sub faction, so everybody's stabbing fools. Yeah, honestly, each faction has a bunch of um, sub factions, which is really interesting. Like, um, like you say, like the guild have the um, bordello workers. The not patricians. Um, yeah, sorry, one of them too. So you would also have like just a bunch of like. Um, Painted fools, like they wear the masks, they punch yellows and stuff, clowns and ostrich riders, which is really fun. The Puccinellos and stuff, I think, are said to be literally insane from the uh, horror and stuff. So Who they're can not be like. The, so they're, 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 the, they're the faction. The Assassin's Creed guys are also a faction. Yeah, the, the Borderlands work workers are all in the um, um, patricians, which is fine. Like, whatever. Like the um, Strigoi, Dracula's faction, have a bunch of. Um, uh, Roma? Romani. Yeah, Romani, yeah. which is really exciting because they're really powerful and there's no, like, um, I don't know, it's kind of tropey in that way, but it's not tropey in the sense of, like, I'd have to talk to, like, an expert or a cultural 
no wonder about it. But it doesn't feel like they're a joke or anything. It's not sort of made... Like, they have tarot and stuff, but the tarot is all really effective and it's really, like, evocative of, like, what I have encountered them to be in very positive um, portrayals of that culture. Rather than being like, ha-ha, they travel around, and racism. Like, no, that's, that's really avoiding. Yeah, but, like, we're two of the whitest dudes you can ever find, so we, we, can't, re- we can't really comment on... I'm going to say, if you've got a problem with portrayal of your culture, that's... Oh, no, I'm with you, I agree with you, I'll support you in whatever um, vengeance we can get. Yep. I don't pretend to speak for anyone except for myself and JC Dent. Yeah. Mm. Hey! <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Anakin yeah. also have, like, the, uh, um, sorry, the Rashar, keeping that sort of order, have their, like, monsters and also their sub-faction of, like, the cult of Dagon, which is the people like worship and stuff, and they they are pretty cool. They're very different play styles. Like the monsters are all very much like I'm just going to meet eat you, and the um, Dagon cults are very like. Well, we can sort of play the objective game as much as anyone else can, and if you don't want, we don't really want to be fighting everyone all the time until we power up our boss guys with like Ethereus and flight and first strike and just go like up for play that guy, play that guy, play that guy. <laughs> the Vatican recently got their um their Maltese army sub-faction, which is just more heavily armored knights of a different kind who have, like, the class, um, sorry, the faction-wide ability of just not dying. <laughs> like, yeah, if you kill this guy before his turn is over, he's not going to, he's not going to last. He's not going to just be like, no, actually, ah, I'm going to wait for that guy. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> I see the nays, yeah. you know. And it also has one of, one, one of the, I guess, cooler large sculpts, the Golgotha, which is just a walking pile of Marble with sculptures and uh, I guess uh, gravestones no, stuck, stuck on stuck on it. The best sculpt is the Vatican guy carrying the enormous ballista and a small child desperately holding it up. <laughs> ah, the Scorpio marksman. Yeah, just this huge rotted up monster, and he's just like, "Yes, hold hold steady, boy, while I try and pin this guy from across the world." <laughs> <With a kiss. laughs> aim, aim, fire. Oh, they're all gone. Yeah, I think that's the most. The doctors have a, the doctors have a bunch of weird different factions depending on where you pick. Like they can spec into most kinds of weird garbage bullshit in a good way, like in yeah. a really empowering way. Like if you want to do weird stuff, pick, pick the doctors and you'll have a decent time. Uh, unless you again, unless you want to go with the uh, gifted, which is like. Just a grab bag of anything. You want an, an escape the madman who's sporting a few more tentacles than a person should? Do you want a star spawn? The, the, basically, a lot of named characters in there also. A lot of unique guys, so you've got to bring like one of them. Um, I, yeah. The, the Gifted seem the most like a cool painting project that's also pretty effective on the game. Rizal is sort of skewed towards more of like a traditional gang of like, here is Blood the Impaler. And also yeah. some junky vampires just there to back them up. It's like, no, here is like Steve and Bob and Dave and Frank, and they're all going to fuck you up. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I guess some of them can be included in other factions, but I really didn't look into the mercenary rules. Uh, I think it's just like, if you have the points for it, you can just do it. Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of the rules. <laughs> ah, what a segu. Um, yeah, the rules are great. Every faction has their own... Um, recently revamped um command ability so basically it works it is you have a couple stats you have your actions most you can only have three actions in an entire turn per model you've got your life points 
if you lose, you get stabbed, you get your will points, which you can spend to add dice to a roll or try and do fancy things like cast a spell or dispel a spell. You have you might have command points, which is your like big sort of turn affecting things, like the Capo de Sina, who is the um, Assassin's Creed kind of guy. Um, give someone with a trade um, keyword two will points instead of one. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, something we, may, we should have maybe mentioned before. This is basically a dice pool game. Yeah. You roll d10s, fishing for sevens, unless you are in a attack or defense, in which case uh, the target called an ace could be a little different. But for most tests, it's sevens and hope you have enough dice. You want to roll as many aces as you can. You have one special dice called a destiny dice, which yep. also rolls aces. But if it rolls a 10 and you roll another ace and you've crit, if you roll a 1 on the destiny dice and you roll nothing, no other aces, you fumbled. And yep, if you're if you're if you're rolling only a single dice, that dice is automatically a destiny dice, which means that if you can't crit with a single dice. Yeah, um, crits generally aren't like super powerful. Like if you're trying to do the jump action and you crit, you get to roll, you get to move an extra four two inches overall. I think it's four rather than two. Yep. Yeah. If you're climbing, it's the same thing. If you're attacking someone, it's just two points of damage. A crit is not going to destroy your opponent but it might swing yep. something that's otherwise swingier um and yep. fumbles won't like ruin your life um like if you roll protection you fumble your protection roll your armor save whatever it's just an extra damage to them and if you crit it yeah, it's, yeah. you take you block one more damage and it's that kind of stuff like and unlike in infinity or uh say necromunda and stuff there the uh characters the players miniatures in this in this game are kind of are, are kind of beefy most have 10 or more health points uh so you, you're gonna have to whittle them down rather than one shot to them from across the table yeah unless you roll incredibly well in your first strike alpha mode and you can, you can even roll 10 dice you can reduce to below one dice to zero dice and have no ability to do something but you can't just keep stacking modifiers to get above 10. Which feels fine, because rolling like 10 d10s is a lot of dice to be rolling. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen more than 7, but then again, my experience is limited. Yeah, it'd be like a massively high first strike, and also you're um, blowing all your will points because you're a vampire with companion or something. You could do it, but it'd be like uh, skewing hard into like, this is the gimmick that I'm going for. Yeah, considering that uh, willpower, willpower points in this game exist to boost your rolls by adding more dice, and uh, only important people have uh, a lot of willpower, and there's not that many ways to regain it. Like some characters, for example, can regain it by just having line of sight to their leader, but that's still one willpower point, so you're not just... Uh, Dump it, sp spending, spending, and regaining them as a huge wave across the game. So there's still a somewhat, uh, somewhat of a strategic limited resource. And if you're really dumping into them, you're probably dumping them to ensure something, a spell or an attack, really goes off or goes through. Yeah. So there's like the basic rolls where you're just rolling to hit a number, hitting aces. The pros rolls where I think they've changed it. It used to be you would both roll and you'd compare successes and cancel each other. Now it's like the opponent. The, the defender would roll all of their dice and their successes take away the dice pool of the aggressor. It's weird, but it, it works all right because trying to like drown a high stat creature can be a lot harder than it used to be where you'd be like, ah, you've botched your roll, but I've done one success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack rolls versus dexterity. Uh, magic rolls use your mind value. 
projection rolls are pretty good. They're, um, they're always, they need the sevens on their aces rather than the opponent's attack value, which is uh, interesting because it makes hitting someone easier than blocking attacks. But you can always roll protection rolls versus any kind of damage. So if someone tries to suck your soul out, you can still hide behind your plate mail and be like, haha! Yeah, yeah, and the poster rolls, even if they sound a little difficult, they're not that. They don't happen that often, like, and you don't have opposed roles in combat like that because you're... It's if you try to grapple someone or drown them. Yeah, yeah. And what's, what's really cool about the game is basically everything works off the same system. So the rule book is really, really uh, small and tight. Uh, currently, the one you can download on, uh, online without the army lists, because why would you need those? They're in the free army builder. Uh, is like 44 pages and it has basically everything you need to start playing uh, so uh, even scenarios yeah the scenarios are great um the newest box set for the second edition release has a few interesting campaigns based on like places outside of um, venice which don't really work super well because they find a way to like shoehorn um canals into malta which is not like what malta is set up as from my understanding at all but like otherwise the rules are, are great every time i've played this game i've always just been like completely blown away by how easy it is to start playing them playing it the way that it's clear they want you to play it like running up a wall is easy getting up high is easy swimming is easy movement is easy there's very little craft in the way of you playing the game and like yeah. if, even yeah. infinity is very sort of like all right well you can get to the game but first what you've got to do is all of this crap kind of i was like no fucking play the game shut up play the game <laughs> roll the dice people like god that's awesome kick him off the roof yeah hey yeah yeah with infinity my uh, movement rules are always an issue for me because i have a hard time getting around here but in this game it's not which is great because the game is heavily weighted on you moving around jumping into canals and out of canals jumping uh from uh, from one side of a canal onto a gondola and then onto the other side of the canal doing all sorts of acrobatic nonsense like that it really requires you to move because a uh, few ranged weapons exist and those that exist aren't exactly overpowering so uh, yeah uh, and it, it's 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 really neat how everything seems to run on basically the same resolution system everything has uh, those small tables that tell you what happens if you roll a crit or if you roll a fumble and stuff uh it's neat it's great and it's really easy to get out around the rule book if you are uh, unclear about something yeah the rules were all set out really simply in a way that like like rumble slam kind of didn't was pointing towards this, but I still feel like it needed like another revision or two. This might be one of the first books where I'm like, you know what, this is this is pretty good. You could you could actually play this game without having lost the developer. What did you mean? What did you mean when you say all yeah. of this garbage? Like, oh no, I can just play this. I can, you could set this up and play this game straight away. Yeah, if you ever wanted to get an episode of Fortified Niche where we don't say second edition when this is this, and not only because the game is already in the second edition. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a there's a very strong and interesting list of actions you can do. Um, they've combined movement and running. Um, you basically two-dimensional three-dimensional movement into one stat. You can always walk along the ground at your base movement, but you can try and like move diagonally, and you won't fall until the end of your turn. Um, which is I don't know. You get two AP. You can spend more. You can have up to up to three AP, or give one away to give someone else have more AP if you've got like the special command abilities. But yeah, like jumping is great. You get to jump your like. Two inches plus one for every ace rolled or four if you crit. 
Even if you fumble, you move an inch. And if you have, if you jump and you land on something that's like not actual the ground, like a gondola or the bridge edge or a building, you can bunny hop, get like one free change jump. And that immediately makes every bit of movement so much more dynamic because rather than being like, oh, I guess I'm just going to walk all of you. Like, no, nah, man, I'm just going to like jump into the water and bounce off the little um, buoy and <laughs> bounce across and be like, ha I'm here now. Fly kick you in the face. Yep, yep. Uh, movement is very much encouraged and I really like it and it's easy to get your head around. Falling is simple. As um, If you think your character has to fall too far, you can do controlled landing, which they've changed from being a two AP action is pretty spendable point. And, um, you just don't take as much damage from your collapse. I play um, the Rashaf action, so they, they get a lot of fun out of the drown and grapple actions, where if you're, nowadays, if you're bigger than somebody trying to grapple them, it's easier. And if you try to drown someone, and yeah, and yeah you just, <laughs> it's not good. Don't be drowned. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like canals are a really big part of this, and the water, the, and water rules. They're also a big part of it, but they're not a heavy nonsense and incomprehensible uh, uh, part of it. So it's all easy to understand. It's all good. And uh, like, you know, Char- Charlie rules the night. Uh, the Rashar controls the uh, canal, basically. You get out there uh, on your um, gondola and stab the hell out of them. Yep, yep. Uh, and oh, I was for something I wanted to say. Yeah. I guess the the, the Rashar have to have that thing going with their monsters and their mages and stuff. I've I've only ever played I think the guild and the uh, the uh, aristocrats. Though I maybe played the the Rashar once uh, because you know magics, magics. Yeah, magic is fun. Magic is good. Rashar have the magic Rashar who have like access to mind control. I had a lot of fun being like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna have your boss just merc all your little dudes. Luckily for me, last time we played it, I just marked his boss with my boss. <laughs> and this is where willpower expenditure comes in, kids. When you dump four, four willpower into an attack, that's that that goes a long way. It is too many, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, otherwise the rules are fine. The rules get you there, they get you coming, they get you playing. Um, it's one of the first true games I've encountered where, like, where you could... So the box, intro box set... Um, the two intro boxes, um, the big one and the small one, they're both immediately playing with. Like, there's no, all right, now you've got to build your space marines. All right, now you've got to paint your space marines. All right, now turn the box upside down. Here is your, tra- like, no, the 125 Oz box is like 14 models and a 3x3 map, which is the game size, and enough terrain to make it fun. And it's bonkers that, like, here is this the perfect game. Like like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you st- you still you you'll still have to paint the miniatures eventually, but but there's like that much less getting you between playing the game. Like you don't have to yeah, be like, yeah. oh, now I've got to go and buy terrain, and now I'm going to go buy a mat. It's like, no, here. How big are the armies in the uh, in the starter? Are they seventy five points or are they smaller? Uh they were seventy five ish points, but I guess they're smaller now because of the point reduction with second edition. And the smaller box set starter. The Fall of Venice or whatever. <laughs> uh, saying Casino. I'm an expert, clearly, so I get paid big bucks. Um, added like another eight dudes, four per side, a bit more variety. Yeah, so you might not exactly get the uh, full army these days, but it's not that hard to get. Uh, not that hard to get there, anyways. Uh, 
speaking of dudes and and the, and the armies. Yeah, army building is great. It's super effective. Uh, super simple. Um, you just have you pick seventy five, hundred, hundred points. How many how many points gold coins you want to spend? Ducats. I think the game we call them ducats. 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 Seventy five gold ducats. It's very Star Trek related. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's not an insurmountable amount. Like. Um, most leaders are about 20 points. Your, uh, your heroes, yes. you know, 15 to 20. Your henchmen, or 4 to 15 or something. You need one hero. You can have one hero per henchman. You need a leader. That's about the extent of the army building, apart from, like, the, the, synergies. Yeah, there's actually the, the there's actually one uh, game scenario which uses 75 points, and it says, like, you don't need to have a leader for that one, but... Why wouldn't you have a leader? They're they're the coolest guy of the faction usually. There's several of this, several of them. Some are named, some are generic, which I appreciate. Uh, and yeah, you take that guy, and then you go wild. Uh, so the leader is your biggest meat stick or beat stick or magic stick uh, when it comes to Rashar. Uh, heroes are your cool guys, which. Uh, do awesome stuff like i had an adventuring hero who knows every spell from uh, who knows every spell from the wild magic school but he can only cast them once and if he fails casting it uh, he also loses another spell uh so like these kind of characters uh sometimes they're good solo sometimes they're good for uh buffing the uh henchmen and henchmen are your regular ass dudes mans most of them can interact with um, objectives except for a couple that are mindless. But most everyone is pretty okay at climbing. People generally yeah. roll between two and four dice for an like for an action, unless they're like a special guy, like um, the gifted acrobat dude. I think he rolls like seven dice if he wants to do dexterity based thing, like jumping or moving or something, which is a lot. Yeah, but that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's insane. Most guys are, I think, dexterity. Four or something. Wait, though yeah, I think it's two to four anyway. is kind of like the average for a um, character, human-shaped person. Yeah, like even like your um, big fish critters aren't rolling a lot, a lot of that, except for like you know the Morgra, which is your seventy-point nightmare thing. It's like attack six and plus two damage, and if it rolls five aces, it just eats you. Does it have to? Does it have to get? <laughs> I mean, if it can't get out of the water, then there's a weakness there. I mean, if, if move five, I don't see why it wouldn't get out of the water. Uh, it's a water creature. Oh, uh, no, it, it totally can. And if it starts in water and then leaves the water, it is a movement seven. Yeah, so it just flops majestically out of the water. Yeah. But uh, it, it is an expensive sucker, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole gang. There are scenarios where, like, it's just in the middle and you get to deal with it, intruding and you trying to take out the other guys. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. Right. A lot of the scenarios yeah, really I, had that kind of like evocative weakness going through it that encouraged you to play Transformers. One thing we didn't mention about army building is that you can also buy equipment. It's kind of like uh, meta equipment and stuff because you can't futz around with what your dudes have. Generally, there's no Warhammerish buying of like guns and armor and stuff. Like if you're getting an uh, uh, a guard marksman that's what you're getting they uh, sometimes sometimes you can choose the weapon they're going to go with but that's extremely rare uh and but and the equipment you get it has all sorts of uh all sorts of uses like 
I had captured documents the last game, which allowed me to place one guy uh, more than three inches above the terrain, which means like, hey, I can have a sniper on the building already in the deployment zone. There's those breathing masks, poisons, all, all stuff like that. Usually they do one thing once, but hey, if you have sort of five points left over, that's uh, an easy way to spend them. I mean, the other way is their new rule set where if you're, your, your opponent has spent more points over the agreed upon list, you get a bunch of like negative play experience cards to pick from and they're all bad. Like I'm just going to cancel that card, the objective you just scored, or I'm just going to like take away your equipment. And it's like, if, if we're playing 80 points and you're nine points over, put the person back. Like that's why. Yeah. Like this isn't Warhammer where like, oh, I, I accidentally gave my squad of tactical Marines bolt pistols and now my, my 2000 point list is 30 points over like that's not even a percent of the game we're playing man that's fine it's yeah and like um speaking of options like the fisherman in the old had the option of a pole and pole net or a harpoon gun yeah harpoon gun is very fun yeah so army building is easy it's fun you can build a character and like again uh while uh, the army builder does not explain what the keywords mean for the characters like the the, the uh Universal special rules, which are found in the free rulebook. It tells you what the uh, rules that are specific to that unit does, like uh, the Patrician Barnabati. Patrician Barnabati are like some, somewhat semi-heroic henchmen in that they have command points, but their their ability says that they can't use it to boost others, I think, or th themselves, something like that. Because they're just... Climber, social climbers and dilettantes who are maybe jumping a bit above their station, but, you know. And, like, the cool thing about the, special, the character abilities and weapon abilities is they're all universal. Like, there's very few people who have, like, expertise or offense, and there's no explanation what that does apart from on that card. Like, no, if you've got expert offense on the, your, your guild, like, Capitacino, it's the same as the expert offense on the, like, Strigoi Noble. Like if I tell if I, if you see my card has something, you probably know what the card does because you have it. The difference is like the, spe the special command abilities and like actual character abilities, but they're also on the card, and you they're not like they're never overtly complex or like having more nested rules, which is something that I really yeah, like to yeah. see. Like universal special rules that are short and simple, and a lack of a complete lack of nesting them. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, very easy to get to the point where you can you have an army and you can go play them. Just be mindful of the keywords because sometimes uh, some so, so, some fa some factions or some units uh, work better off each other. For example, as I mentioned, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, guardsmen, the city guard, uh, for example, would be regenerating one willpower if they can see their captain. Uh, the other, the, the other patricians wouldn't be because they have their own special rules, but hey, so you can, so you're kind of encouraged to build around certain themes, but it's not like they're putting a gun to your head. You're just losing out on stuff. Yeah, like, um, that's, a, a, there was a bit of blobbiness going on in the prior edition from my understanding of like talking people like, like, like all metas and stuff of like, well, this guy has the bubble at six inches and it's, it's a really good bubble. So. The whole gang just walks up and then walks up, walks up, walks up, walks up, and then walks up, walks up, walks up, walks up. And you've got to try and work out how to like attack this this horde of super goons. It's like, well, I guess I just want. <laughs> they clearly want it more than I do, so 
productive. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> guns aren't that much of a thing. At least as far as I played. But hey, you yeah, can do and stuff. And if you are worried about your opponent's guns, you can take the hide action and they can't shoot you anymore. <laughs> yep, yep. Which, like, yeah, there's a bunch of... Um, um, ah, yeah, like... The train is very... Oh, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, is easy. Um, the point values are big enough that, like, five to six guys... You could probably push for ten if you went really hard on cheap guys. But that's, like, a big game. Yeah, 150 points is the... I think the biggest uh, the biggest limit you can go. And that's... That, that, that would be, like, the maximum guys if you're going for maximum guys. Uh, yeah. Like, you would have one model... Two models below ten points and one of them is nine points. And the 5.1 can't do a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to spam them forever and stuff. And even if you do spam them, the enemy has, has is likely has better dudes and those likely those better dudes. You bring your models, guys, and you can't play the objective game anymore. So, if you want to collect these dudes, they'll the play the two-player starter box will set you back 50, 65 quid. Uh, I don't know how much that is in normal money, but uh, yeah, it's not that it's not that bad, especially since you're getting the uh, cardboard terrain and uh, <laughs> uh, it's either resin or plastic uh, gondolas because you know, like you know, games in Venus. Yeah, resin doesn't win. Um, the, yeah, the gond- I, yeah, the gondolas in the set is resin as well, and it's kind of like got some incredibly bad gates on it. But you can go together, right? Um, the, the mini set had a bunch of um. Cardboard gondolas, which are kind of better, but the resin one looks really nice as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So, sixteen resin miniatures in the sixty-five quid starter uh, for for all your uh, Rashar and Rashar and, uh, and, and, and 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 guild needs. Yeah, like and sixty-five quid for the entire game. And you've got dice, you've got measurement things, you get a mat, you got nine tiles. Make up your um. They're all 12 square, and they're all double-sided, so you aren't going to be like, oh, man, same gray mat again, same little, like, middle um, street. Like, no, you've got, you can mix it up, you can do what you want. Um, it's only, it's in, like, cardboard terrain, like, it's not even, like, um, cardstock, but it doesn't feel, like, soft or squishy. Like, you could, you could destroy it if you didn't try very hard, but, like, you know, if you give a crap about your stuff. Hey, I, 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 I've not... I've uh, I've seen people uh, destroy or damage Games Workshop terrain without even trying at the uh, hobby store. So like you know, it's it's a good deal. It's terrain that's gonna last you for a long time too, because you get to look at it and be like right here's like enough terrain to cover up a lot of the board. There's a lot of different vertical heights in it. There's a lot of um, yeah, everything you need to have like just a good time. It's like yeah, man, play the game. Yeah, let's go halves in the starter. It's it's thirty quid each. Yep, and uh, like you know, and if you want to get more ambitious, well, do the the thing that uh, Wow Shang did, and he made a very uh, beautiful rotating table that uh, even had a frame for uh, for Carnevale. Yeah, his stuff is incredible, and we should hassle him about getting photos. Meanwhile, when it comes to miniatures, uh, looking at it, a miniature basically costs eight eight quid per for our heroes. Though there's uh, stuff like buying single miniatures for a sixer, so uh, yeah, um, the box sets were all like yeah, twenty five quid each, I think, for most of them, like four to five guys. It feels like, and that's forty dollars Australian, and that's kind of really <laughs> it's decent value, like I say. 
All right, you compare it to the cheapest Elite Edition 40k starter, you get less models, which is always going to be the case. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, sure, the individual modules are more expensive, as we talked uh, as we talked about when you talked about Infinity, but you don't need that many models. Yeah, no, like, the that starter set you get in the guild are going to set you there for a long time if, you, if you're happy playing um, the trade keyword faction in the Rashar guys, or in very versatile for whatever kind of things you want to yeah. spread. If you want monsters, you want monsters, then they're great. Um, the Escape from Sam, Casarino. Sorry. Quick, quick, quick. Hey, yeah, that sound. Quick, quick, quick. He's about half the price. San, uh, San Cantiano. Um, yeah, about half the price. And other than that, more buildings, broad ones, different sizes rather than big boxes. Now, a small rule set. Um, yeah, I know. It's just, it's just a game with like getting into it is easy and expanding it is, yeah. Like, it's just cheap and it's all resonant. It all feels really nice, cleans out well. Let's wash the hell out of it. Yeah, and the, the, there are, there, there may be some troublesome uh, or problematic miniatures and stuff but they're not overwhelmingly there that's like you know uh, stuff stuff could sometimes be better and uh, a lot depends I guess on what you think about the Romany faction but at least they're not using the G word yeah that's um that was pretty cool to see and yeah like the uh, there's a bunch of cool um I had they recently had a April box that was just like all the all the main leaders for the factions had a um a gender swap version. And the gender swap versions were all like none of them had their ass perking yet, except for the Capricina, and that was because they were like in mid leap across the water on a tiny little like buoy thing. And it wasn't like now no one is like crazy like like horny sculpts. There are no real big horny sculpts that I've seen. I'm sure I've missed some. I'm sure there were older ones that are just like oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of busts are proudly displayed, but like you can uh, you can say like, hey, maybe it works in in the context of the Carnival. It's kind of that like historical thing of like, yeah, you know, heaving, carrying bosom, bosoms and like um, heaving chests and whatnot. Like, and there are plenty of like ladies who are fully dressed and just ready to murder you, and don't have that mm -hmm. kind of vibe. Like um. Looking at the vampire aristocracy, they all avoid that for the most part. The Strigoi have a bunch of really cool looking late. Not Strigoi, this is destroyed. Uh, the Rashar have a bunch of like Dagon um, lady cultists, and the dock workers all look really huge and tough. There's a new leader out of them for the guild. Yep, yep, there's a lot of, uh, like, like we said, some issues, but mostly the stuff is good, the stuff is great. Yeah. Things can always be better, but starting with like their changes to the. Um, Sex worker models being removed from the game, it just it just fills me with confidence in a way that other other developers don't seem to have any interest in earning. Like like Corpus Belly still love to do their like tactical high heels on their lady models or feminine presenting models. Um, we're we're not we're never losing tactical heels. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. And like just the um, dysmorphia in this doesn't feel as apparent there are a bunch of like wafy guys and there are a bunch of like bulky ladies in like a way that you don't see in other games like i said the dog workers like yeah like they're there the, the fishermen have a bunch of um i guess they're the, the big so this is the kickstarters minus um and they were like a bunch of um most of the popular faction because they have a lot of stuff going compared to other games um yeah and like they've just got a bunch of cool things going on yeah i don't like 
as an excuse to buy models, um, it's a cool setting that you don't see much of that you can get away with doing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely not a generic space setting. It's not uh, another World War II game. It's uh, not another World War II but weird game. That, uh, somehow those, uh, those always end up looking the same. It's a really neat historical fantasy setting that's um, not brought up as much as where it could be. Like, I feel like Italy gets a lot of stuff from, like, either it's um, pre-Dark Ages, like, Roman Empire type oh. stuff. Or, or, yeah, like, it's Rome, it's Rome, it's Rome. Or you might get some Napoleonic um, Italians. And my experience has not been much in the middle of those two. Yeah, and the the critters. The critters are great, um, on the Rochelle side, at least. I'm not big on the surgical body horror, like we've discussed. Um, I have a friend yep. who is, um, and good for him. He plays the Neverborn in Malifaux as well. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> the besiegers look great. The Sirena look great. The planet Births Underwater is a fantastic sculpt. I think Ursula from Little, uh, from Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the most obvious inspiration. The land shark is cool as hell. It's just like a shark with just like huge legs and arms. It's like, I'm going to beat you up and then eat you. It's like, you know what? Yeah, it's not going to be time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, miniatures. Cool. Buy them. Paint them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, if you post them online, I don't know. Totally, tag us in your photos of your cool carnival gangs, because I want to see it and also engagement. Um, <laughs> Give us engagement. Click like so and subscribe. Ring that button. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, and there's just a bunch of cool. I know it just looks fun. It's interesting, and nothing is really like, oh, not like that. Like in a, mm-hmm. like you look at. Oh, like even like no real manufacturer is immune to it. Like none of the sculpts make me think like, oh, someone had a bad day doing that. That face just looks like a thumb. Um, I mean, except <laughs> for the feral procedures, but um, yeah, just a lot of just cool sculpts. And you could definitely just like hammer in your um generic historical period. This like your you know it's hospitality, your Vatican. You can get your plate guys and just plug them in. I'm sure your um patrician guardsman. Just any kind of fantasy guardsman, and I wouldn't get upset at you for playing Carnival with your other models. Um, uh, you can probably use your Warhammer vampires and stuff. Yeah, wouldn't like, look too, wouldn't look too out of place. No, yeah, but like there's a plenty of, there's a bunch of options available, and none of the stuff is sort of like the gang sizes are all so tiny that there's no compulsion to have to drop like you could drop a thousand bucks and have like the entire range almost. <laughs> if you're insane, yes, yeah, who, uh, who would do that? <laughs> Who would do that? Yeah, like the mm-hmm. excuse about means is great. You should definitely yep. look at it. It's pretty faction. You're like, yeah, that's all right. And they're going to be playing. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to our favorite section: compliment sandwich. All right. What's your first compliment? What, what's, I... what's the top um, layer of your? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like how short and cohesive the rules are. It's one of those uh, rule sets that actually impressed me by that, like how it's like short, neat, everything works basically on the same system. It just feels graceful and elegant. I'm, I'm, I might be missing some point of uh, actual uh, tournament playing nerd stuff, that, uh, but I, at, at this point, I think it's I think it's really neat. I think they're well written and elegantly designed. Yeah. Yeah, the rules are um, the rules do a great job of getting you into the gameplay and not providing hindrances or like yeah, like friction points. The friction points are all like in choices you make against the opponent rather than like 
So it says here that I can move. Does that mean I can also move three dimensionally, or do I have to like do a different like no, it's, it's move climb, run climb. That's your main action, main movement. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say like the accessibility options they provide. I mean, like in getting into the game, I haven't seen much in the way of like a Braille rulebook, but that would be cool. If someone should do that. But like, yeah, like getting started is so much more accessible than other games with their starter, unless you really hate the look of the Rashar or the Guild. Like, it's just pittance compared to other games like here is two decent gangs here is all of the terrain and here is a bunch of like dice and governs and the stuff you'll like like resin rulers and not resin sorry like hard plastic rulers for like for two players a bunch of dice like it's it's surprisingly well, nice set yeah and yeah I, I, again there's uh, also the online army builder mm. and the, the rules and the rada and actually the change log between the first edition and the second if you are a returning player. Uh, it's all good. It's all great. Yeah, um, the transparency which they make the changes is also really exciting. Uh, so, what's the what's the mayonnaise between these two slices for you? Because oh. mayonnaise is bad. Hush <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> takes. Listen here, Marmite man. Uh, <laughs> or, or or is Vegemite more regionally appropriate? Uh, Vegemite, yeah, I'm not actually British. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry for calling you British. I don't, I don't, I don't have any real solid things that I don't like about this game. So, to, so to speak, I mean, I don't like the Doctor faction, but I don't know if that's real yeah. actual criticism of the game but you know what uh i founded this damn podcast i'll say whatever i want i don't like the british faction the british (laughs) i i don't Mm. like the doctors i i mean i think it's a fair complaint like um an aesthetic disagreement with the game is a completely valid one to have here like we don't have to be like well fundamentally the game is broken because blah 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 blah. like no man like they're ugly i hate them like that's okay yeah um i think oh was it it's been brought up before in other reviews but the rule set they've added it's like an optional alternative rule you can bring in where um if your opponent does something cool you can give them like a will point and it's like it's a game where you should be doing cool things all the time anyway and then the, yeah. the rules also bring up like hey and if your opponent wins with this have have they really won and like like no man like the game wants me to do cool things. Why am I trying to penalize the opponent? I can do it in time. Oh yeah, you are. I'll give you the boss at will point for walking in such a you know, cool strut. And now, now that you've won, I actually win because you know. Uh, I gave you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that it's a moral that, victory to me, but you know, just because you've tabled me and pants me, but uh, I have <laughs> the true victor here. And that's just such a weird like. Uh, actually, turning into a corn cob was my secret objective. Haha! Truly, you are the one who was owned. Yep. I can't even remember what that, that rule is called. It's just so dumb. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's a completely optional rule that doesn't do anything except sort of like fortune's favor. That's what it's called. Yeah, the, the, the character points the feet gets a bull point back or two points, and it's like this is a narrative game. It's like it's, it's not a narrative game. Like there are scenarios that purport to tell a guided story, but not that kind of narrative. Like I'm not replaying like the great tragedy of. Um, Vlad the Impaler. I'm just telling you about the time the Capo Decino, you know, leapt off a roof and stabbed the Rashad to death. I, 
don't know. It's that weird imbalance of like, I don't really understand people who talk about narrative games. And at this point, I'm too scared to ask. <laughs> but yeah, like Fortune's Favor doesn't make sense to me. And it doesn't make the game better for a rule that they bring in on like page six of the new rule book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's brought up fairly early uh, and, you know. It's kind of a weird rule for it. It's kind of a weird thing for it to be there. Yeah. And it, like the, the, the prior golden rule said that the, the object is to win, but the point is to have fun. Works yep. a lot better for doing that. And the game is, which we should have brought from the rules, the game is very clear about like, if your model can't quite fit, but it, it'd be cool if it did, of course it fits. Of course <laughs> your guy gets that extra half inch and lands. Like, stop being a dick about it. You're playing a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't just be, a, don't just let him walk all over you, but also like, no, it's okay. It's fine. Three minutes later, you can do it again. Like, I don't know. And it just... Well, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. well the whole uh, coolness factor, I guess, dovetails nicely into my other compliment, which is <laughs> I like how mobility, how this game encourages mobility. Yeah. Uh, it, it encourages mobility and it does so with systems that are easy to grasp and fast to run which i enjoy as a person who's uh, again uh, permanently perplexed by infinity yeah like it's um drowned earth was the other game that i was very excited by for the longest time because it um it has a lot of verticality built in to its setting and systems and even that makes it a lot of craft to sort of like all right i want to jump up over this one inch barrier okay well you've got to spend an action point to walk up to it and then spend another action point to start to climb it and then spend another action point to maybe finish the move. Also, many games, like the Batman game, like, comes to mind for me, where if you you can climb, but it's an impaired movement to climb, and it's like this minus four inches, so there's no point in climbing. And there are fall damage rules that you never encounter because you've got to fall over your model's base movement. And what person has a table that has like buildings higher than eight inches? So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's. Yeah, I just love this game. It's like, hey, yeah, you want to jump? Okay, you want to jump? Climb that building. Keep up. Unless you finish your turn hanging onto the edge, then you'll fall. And even then, it's not that far. And so what, 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 what is your compliment? Honestly, it's that they've got so much variance in the factions without having to do a lot of, like, hustle and stress from the players to sort of get there. Like, the Vatican are different to the Guild, are different to the Rashar, are different to the... Um, Strigoi, and but they all functionally use the same rule set, and they all functionally have the same special rules. And it's just like a few character abilities that really modify the way you play. Like the Strigoi yeah. don't have will points; they just use their life points. And the Vatican have a bunch of like they're all heavily armored and punch really hard, but their magic is kind of not there because they don't believe in magic, and they're going to teach you about why you shouldn't believe in magic either. Yeah, it's a very uh, Church of Every Man from Dishonored. Yeah, um, that would be... Yeah, if you like Dishonored, check out Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> See, good things to say about the game. We can do that. Yeah, yes, guys. We just, we just don't like Joseph A. McCullough's games. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're a bunch of, a bunch of haters. Mm. And for good reason. I'm, I'm, I am three haters in a coat. <laughs> oh, is it Joseph A.? It is Joseph Evercolor. Aha! See, that's how that's how much he lives rent free in my head. I remember his name. Oh, you you cat! <laughs> but yeah, like I I play this game. I wanted to play this game the other week, and then I made a huge mistake, which you see on my Twitter if you or our Twitter if you saw the Twitter. 
Uh, I'd uh, play this game. I I probably wouldn't. Uh, I probably wouldn't buy into or collect it and stuff. But I definitely played it. I've played it before. And if somebody brings an army, I'll play it because the rules are easy. The rules are light. They're easy to remember. It's one of those things. Like I don't know. I've played it one time before, and I, I'll just go over the rules. And there's like not that many of them in the first place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also it's a super easy game to like. Like it's always a thing of like if you want to play a historical game, you've got to build two armies. And this is like, if you want to play Carnival, you should build like two armies or whatever. But like, yeah, but like building a third or a fourth army is only a hundred bucks. Like I can get three Carnival boxes, it's like two five-man guys and maybe a character for a hundred dollars. And that's like bonkers. That, and that's a lot of versatility in the choices I have immediately. Like the flat yep, box. that's and absolutely the, true. Yeah. And that's like, that's a huge deal for people who either like don't have a lot of time or money to invest into the game system. And I think that's something that we should like reward and also push more things towards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, also a reminder that it it's usually played on the tables that are much smaller than the six by four. I think the industry these days is yeah. realizing that not everyone is a good old Englishman with a with a garage or a yeah, um, or loft or something mm-hmm. like yeah, and that people need smaller smaller games on smaller tables. Uh, so you know and also the the, the game re- relies quite a bit on verticality so your uh, table will appreciate all the terrain you usually buy and don't get to yeah. use because your no, back uh, will as well having to reach over and try and like make a guy climb up for inches rather than like doing the six foot yeah that's the other thing like it's it's kitchen table gaming or like whatever the current um hype word is for that it's like oh two by two or three by three like no this actually works at that scale <laughs> You Small like IKEA table. Fun, yeah. Coffee table almost. But yeah. My coffee yeah. table is always in round, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have the canals. Yeah, like one third water, one third buildings, one third terrain. That's all they want. It's not it's not a lot yeah, of anything on. I've either of them really. Go on, go uh, go on, go wild. Build your beautiful, beautiful table inspired by a Assassin's Creed 2 level. Yeah, like man. And like even being like leading out into their um city combat's like Terrain, their MDF terrain is really nice. Their Vanus stuff is all really cool. You don't need to buy it, but like their white boxes are about a hundred quid. And you get four to five huge buildings that all look decent. And you can homebrew it up as well. Oh, I'm up, sorry, just like circular story or different <laughs> foam board together. That's a lot of cool support for this game, and the game doesn't cost a lot. A lot. Like the build the boats are all fifteen quid. And you get a cool boat. It's like a little cool MDF boat. Like that's you're not gonna get that from some of the bigger companies, I'm just saying. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, you should, you should play, I'd play this game again. I'd play this game again. Not tonight, though. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's getting uh, a bit late in good old Land on Under. Yeah, but like, yeah, check it out. Look it up. Give it a go. It's, it's a decent module on town, tabletop simulator. It's out of date card wise, but you can import a PDF. I can do it. You can definitely work it out. Um, uh, yeah. I can I can attest he did import the uh, PDF <laughs> successfully and used it in the game. Yeah, it's yeah, like I don't know, man. I just think at this game, it's an easy game to think about, and it's an easy game to theorycraft about, and it's an easy game to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be fun to do that, like weird skew or that weird build, just take as many starved vampires as I can. Like here is my horde. Every one of them that eats you gets better. <laughs> Deal with that. Well, the patrician um, have their like guards. And the guard synergies synergizes really well. Like the commander tells the lieutenant, the lieutenant tells everyone in line of sight, hold the bubble, just take a free shot. Take a free shot right now. <laughs> just shoot that guy. 
shit that guy real good. <laughs> yeah, and like, it, it's just, yeah, I know. Anyway, now that the carnival is continuing on late into the night, we should retire and prepare to fight the doctors to the death over stitched animals' rights. Let's find yeah. out Peter masks and succeed? I don't know what I'm going about. I thought I had something and then I lost it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, cer- I'm certain victory is at hand as long mm. as it's uh, as long as that hand is holding onto the railing, preventing you from falling. <laughs> I got a whole point. I'll be fine. Um, anyway, yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been Casa, and this has been our review of Carnival. Fortified Niche is your go-to stop for premium, non-big games. Even though sometimes we cover big games, we'll probably do a bit more of that. You know? Yeah. But, you know, recommend stuff to us. Let us know what you want to hear about, what we, what we should be playing instead, and why we should play through the entire history of GW, because we're madmen. And no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. No. No, never. There's too many issues, and I don't care. Yep, yep. And uh, I've been uh, JC Dent. Uh, my links and Cass's links are all in the uh, show description. Yeah. All right. Thank you. This has been delightful. I hope we can play again soon. Bye. Hey, see ya.